This is Desperately Seeking Salary, a podcast exploring the journey many of us are on in finding work in a post-pandemic world. I'm Mark Daniels, and like so many, I was made redundant in 2020 following the COVID outbreak. Now I'm talking to other people like me to find out how they're getting on with their job searches, get tips on how people are doing things differently to stand out from the crowd, and generally just have a natter to fill the gaps in between job searches. This week, Christine Armstrong joins me to talk about travelling from New Zealand, where she worked in the passport office, to the UK, where she also worked in the passport office. And at that point I thought, right, the world's a safe place, so we'll go on a nice long holiday. So, <laughs> And on to her career in the charity sector, specialising in data and digital change management. Um, so I had been on what I call the application treadmill. Now Christine's looking for her next role, and we have a chat about what 2021 looks like for her. Christine, hi, good afternoon. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Pleasure to be here. No, absolutely delightful to have you on the uh, on the on the podcast. So, uh, welcome to Desperately Seeking Salary. How's your Monday going? Uh, it's been good so far. The weather's not great, but that's winter in the UK, isn't it? For, yeah, absolutely. First of February. First of February. It's actually it's my youngest son's 18th birthday today. Oh my goodness. So, uh, so I will be. Um, normally, I would take him to the pub and get him to buy me a pint. But what I'm actually going to do is take him to ASDA later. And <laughs> get him to buy me a bottle of beer because he's got to go through that rite of passage yeah yeah how old do you feel right now oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was that was unfair <laughs> yeah I, it, you do feel a little bit older. my eldest one will be 21 next month so oh. so i've got 18 18 today and in four weeks time 21 uh. So, uh, so yeah. So, how old do I feel? There we go. It's very old. <laughs> so, welcome to Desperately Seeking Salary. This is a podcast that we've been doing now for I think this is episode eleven. Which, when I when I counted it up earlier on, really shocked me that they've already I've already got to eleven episodes. But basically, just meeting people like yourself and having a chat about uh, about your your career and how COVID's affected it and and what you're what you're looking for next basically mm-hmm. so uh, i guess the, the easiest thing actually the first question i should always ask is 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 it christine chris chrissy what's your preference um christine christine um, some yep. people call me chris but yeah we'll stick with christine then yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go that way and then then yeah. we'll stay nice and formal it's the best <laughs> way to do it so christine tell me a little bit about yourself first of all so what's what's your background before 2020 um, yeah, so I'm I'm from New Zealand. You may have heard in my dulcet tones. I, I kind of um, guessed the accent wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere southern. Um, yeah, so um, I moved to the UK in 2008, um, looking for a bit of adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a job which I, I was it was okay, but I was getting a bit bored, and I thought oh, I'll go to the UK and see what happens. So I came for a month, maybe longer. And here I am, thirteen years later. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> so so, what made you stay? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's been felt like home from the moment I arrived. Brilliant. Um, so my my mother is British, um, so I've got quite easy access that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, so my I guess my family culture is quite British. So it's it's felt like home um, from the time I arrived. So. Fantastic. So, what were you doing in New Zealand before you before you headed here? Um, so, I was I've, my career is not linear by any means. Um, so, in New Zealand, I was working at the New Zealand Passport Office. So, making making passports. 
Okay. Um, which, yeah, it it's a funny job because um, it involves a lot of sort of nous and um, awareness of fraud and um, security risk and that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a very process-driven job and a very repetitive job. So yeah. um, that didn't really suit me um, because I enjoy projects and um, having that variety and change and um, that sort of element of newness all the Surprise. time. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the sort of process job didn't really suit me that much. Um, okay. Yeah. So then I moved to the UK and ended up working at the passport office in uh, the New Zealand High Commission. Um, right. so, didn't you change then? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was good because it meant that I could um, have the same job, yeah, um, which was familiar to me, but my circumstances surrounding were completely new and different. So, yeah. so that gave that gave you that newness. That gave you that excitement. Yeah, yeah. So um, I hung around at the password office for a while. Decided that it really wasn't for me after about eighteen months. Right. Um, then I, um, uh, what did I do after that? I was a receptionist for a while. Um, then I studied events management, did a um, postgraduate diploma in events management. Oh, cool. Um, really enjoyed that. But um, I think events is one of those industries that um, if you're trying to start out, um, it's really difficult to get that first job and to earn an income off it. Yeah. Um, without being in the right crowd and knowing the right people. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an interesting one. My, my eldest is at uni studying an events uh, course at the moment. It's got a specialist topic around esports, but it's basically mm -hmm. an events management, marketing and events management degree. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's what he's hoping to go into as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, um, I started... Um, almost by accident, working with a charity. Um, so I um, started off as a corporate fundraiser yeah. um, and then moved into data from there. So I worked in the data team. And then my most recent role, um, which finished in November 2019, um, was in a digital transformation team um, oh, okay. in another charity. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come to, to sort of what happened after 2019 and your situation now in a second, but just tell me a little bit more about the data role, mostly because I'm just a bit of a nerd and <laughs> data and CRM and that side of yeah. things is all my 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 bag and my background. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so what were you doing with that? How did that work? Um, so um, I was in the corporate fundraising team and my role had grown massively over yeah. the three years that I did that role um, to the point that my job was too big and I wasn't coping. Um, so I just sort of resigned from that role. And then um, okay. um, the the head of the data team said to me, oh, I hear that you've um, resigned and uh, how about you come and work on my team? So it was kind of a left of field for me. Um, but it's something I've always enjoyed doing. So I was doing things like running imports. Um, yeah. I did ended up doing a lot of process improvement. Um, yeah. And taking something that was kind of broken or not working and going, oh, we can make this better. Um, and a lot of communication um, also. So talking to stakeholders and saying, um, these are the changes that we're making. How does that work for you? Or how, how can we, what do you need from us? And yeah. what what do we need from you? Um, so, make the, so make it was, the data process smoother. Yeah. So, so a lot of... Um, 
so yes, I was involved at sort of data granular, you know, spreadsheets and imports and, uh, you know, yeah. fixing problems and data. But um, my roles were very much that sort of um, communication piece between data and um, stakeholders. And, and stakeholders and the ops yeah. department and all of that, yeah. that side of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, cool. so sort of translating. And part of my role was um, doing training. So I was training um, people who never use the CRM system and going, okay, this is what you need to know. And it's not as scary yeah. as you think. You know, it's a database, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's scary. Um, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of sort of uh, people in that in that sector that get sort of scared by <laughs> yeah. data and, yeah. and, uh, and the word CRM. And they, they think it's, yeah. you know, and, and those of us who do it want to keep it as, as a specialist subject as well, admittedly. Yeah. But but it, yeah. is, it is quite straightforward. If set up properly, it's, yeah. it's quite straightforward for them yeah. to use, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. We had um, a business, a new business manager who she was fantastic at her job, but she just wasn't a data person at all. Um, okay. So, you know, I spent quite a few hours sitting here with her, getting her to a basic level of being able to enter a record so that yeah. there was at least some data on there, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just not just banks. The more data, yeah. the better. That's usually that's usually the thing. The more you've got, the better. Yeah, but but um, you know there needs to be a balance between just capturing data for data's sake. Because you know if you're not going to use that data, then what's the point of putting everybody through hoops to record it? Well, and and we we're talking about individual data here as well, yeah. are we? Yeah. 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 So under so under GDPR, you've got to be careful about what exactly. data you're collecting and holding, anyway, haven't you? So exactly. You, yeah. You, you you've got to you've got to go through those because it's like let's we sometimes people want all the data they can get, but if it's <laughs> completely irre irrelevant to why you, exactly. your business or your role, we shouldn't have it. So exactly. So no. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely great. And then, sorry, what was the what was the last role after data? What was the um, so working in a digital transformation team? Um, okay. So we were implementing a new CRM or changes to the CRM system. Yeah. Um, so there were sort of two changes happening at once. There was this um, a new CRM which was being obliged by our third party, um, our major funder. Um, and then internally as well, there was lots of work happening around um, being more efficient at what we were doing because we'd um, the charity had grown astronomically in sort of three or four years. Yeah. Um, and you know, lots of processes that just sort of pop up um, and then need to be refined um, because you know they're not fit for purpose or you know that's the way we were doing it, but we've got a new. Something systems have moved gonna, on yeah yeah makes it a smoother process yeah so and that came to an end in november 2019 indeed yeah that was my last role so i was made redundant um we had a um mass redundancy 95 percent reduction in staff um yeah so so i was working with my team um through that helping them to come to terms with what was happening helping them to find their next steps um and at that point i thought right the world's a safe place, so I'll go on a nice long holiday. So, <laughs> um, so I had um, two months um, travel. I went back to New Zealand for Christmas and New Year, um, and then the idea was New Year, new job, woohoo! Yeah, um, <laughs> um, in January 2020. And the yep. world, the world was not quite the same place. <laughs> 
No. Now, from no. a from a from a COVID place st- <laughs> perspective, sticking in New Zealand might have been your safer bet. It, yeah, it might have been actually. They, they've done quite. They've done quite well. <laughs> they really have. Yeah, I was um, talking to Mum on the weekend, and she was saying, "Oh, she had somebody come and visit her for lunch," and I was thinking, "Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be <laughs> normal that life? Be normal life." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One, one day we'll get back to that. We'll get, <laughs> I'm sort of sitting there, we were joking earlier on about obviously my, my youngest 18th today and he can't take me to the pub and I'm thinking if he carries on to April, it'll be my next birthday and that'll mm-hmm. be the second uh, second birthday I've had in lockdown we still yeah. won't be able to see each other. Yeah, so, well, my uh, birthday's the end of March so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bets about will I have a second lockdown birthday or will I? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Don't know. It's, it's don't know like it's, it's right on that cusp. Restaurants might have opened by then. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But we'll we'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see. So how did, I mean, obviously you come, you came back from New Zealand after a lovely long uh, break, mm-hmm. uh, looking for a new year, new job, as you say, mm-hmm. and then 2020 changed the rules. So, yes. so how did 2020 go for you then in the end? Um, so I've, I've had a, a really interesting journey with COVID, actually. Okay. Um, so when I came back, I was looking for business and um, business analyst roles. That's what I thought I wanted to do, um, mm-hmm. and I had a flurry of interviews, um, and they just weren't quite fitting with me. Um, I was thinking, oh, I'm technical, but I'm not that technical, um, and didn't get any of the jobs. Um, I had one horrible, disastrous interview, which I blotted from my memory um, <laughs> um, and um, then so sort of April came around and I saw a post on LinkedIn for um, an internal comms manager role and I clicked on the link and I thought oh my goodness that's me that's that's what I've enjoyed doing that's what I'm you know I'm passionate about um, it's my skill set um, so since about April that's that's where I've been aiming is okay. for the internal comms role um, yeah. So that that role itself didn't didn't come off though. No, no, that no. one didn't okay. come off. Um, you know, it's a tough market, and yeah. So your um, so your next role, you're looking for an internal comms. That's right. Yeah. Type type of yeah. role. And what do you what do you enjoy most about your your work? What is the what's the thing that you would say you are most passionate about at work? Um. So I really enjoy change. Um, and I enjoy um, helping people to understand change and um, embrace change and see it as a positive thing because because I mean I I personally don't see change as a negative no um, change is change is always good yeah um, you know sometimes change is forced on you um, and and that's not always great but but there are ways and means of doing change in a positive way um, and you know if you give um, people an opportunity to be part of a change instead of having it forced on them. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good thing. You know, there's always uh, ways that we can help people to um, have some control within a change, and yeah, just communicating change and um, yeah, I, doing I, it I, well. I think is important. I, th- I think that's a, a really valid point around change, though, because people are scared of change, but change mm. you shouldn't be scared of change. Change no. is good. Change is life mm. moving forward. Yeah, it's evolution. Absolutely. It's it's what happens, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I think you make a really good point there about uh, you get getting people involved in the change mm. so that they're less scared of it. Mm. So how would how would you go through that? If I was if I was looking at that from my perspective, what would be your advice to me to to handle change? Um, I Throwing think, you on the spot. 
No, it's all right. Um, <laughs> I think understanding, having some understanding of the change curve. Um, yeah. And understanding that um, that everybody goes through these stages. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, um, I guess allowing yourself to to go through that um, and understanding that it's not forever. And, you know, if you're feeling a bit depressed, that's completely normal. It's just a response to change. Um, yep. And, you know, there are things that you can do to help yourself embrace that change. But, um, and yeah, it, it will it's just get normal. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it will it yeah. will get better. I think that's a, I think that's something we've all learned from 2020 mm -hmm. really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Is like the year of change. It's been a year <laughs> has it just been a year of change. This room didn't look like this a year oh. ago. It was it was it was one of the kids' bedrooms a year ago. It's now, it's, it's now my office come spare bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So change change happens. Change change yeah. is good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So have you got anything lined up at the moment? Is the is it still is the still search still going on? The search is still going on. Um, I'm having some amazing conversations with people. Um, yeah, which you know is is encouraging. But at the end of the day, it doesn't pay the bills. Um, no, <laughs> conversations are free. But um, but to be honest, um, having conversations is one of the things that's getting me through. Yeah. Um, because you know the job search can be a really lonely place um and yeah just having that shared conversation is so important no absolutely so so how how do you structure your day how are you structuring your week to get to get through this with such you know without without getting too too <laughs> blunt it's a long time out of out of work how are you yeah. how are you motivating yourself because yeah. there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast who who are in that situation that, that you're in christine and yeah. it's it's like how do you motivate yourself mm -hmm. to keep going mm -hmm. Um, so I probably in about September, I made some changes to my job search. Um, so I had been on what I call the application treadmill, um, where, where <laughs> you're like just, that. you're yeah, just is churning that. out the applications and, you know, you've got that sort of shotgun approach and you're applying for anything and everything. You're on the job boards every day. Um, and it just didn't work for me. Um, so I started um, changing my focus onto LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so I've listened to, I don't know how many different things on LinkedIn. There's a, a Thursday live that I go on, which helps with job hunting. And... Is that the, um, and Andrew McCaskill one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the one bit of promotion there for you, bit, Andrew. Bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but what I've found by focusing on LinkedIn is, um, it's given me energy back. Um, so I post three times a week, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, which okay. when I first started, it was a bit challenging thinking, oh, is anybody going to re read my posts and, you know, have yeah. I got anything to say? Um, but no, it was, it's, it's been really helpful because, um, you know, on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I think, okay, I've got to think about what I want to say. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just building my network, having conversations. Um, so probably back in at the beginning of 2020, I had about 120 connections on LinkedIn. Right. Um, and now I'm, you know, moving up towards 1,000. So, okay. Um, 
quite yeah. a, quite a good growth in in yeah. and are you so it's always an interesting one because linkedin all comes up in in, yeah. in, nearly, in nearly every episode of the podcast which which is which is fine because for all of us who are job seeking at the moment it is a powerful platform for yeah. us but are you taking a, a a measured approach to finding those connections or are you you connecting with everybody that you think is relevant how are you how are you taking that approach um a bit of both so um a lot of my connections are very organic um so if i um read somebody else's post and i think it's really good and then i look through the comments and oh there's somebody and they've got internal comms in there so i'm quite strategic i guess in a way um internal comms or change in their job title then i just reach out and connect yeah um um, you know other times i have people connect with me who you know i've got all sorts of people in my network um (laughs) but you know, as long as they're not a Bitcoin trader or, um, <laughs> or, yeah, it, it, or somebody it, from a country far off that I'm thinking, why are you connecting with me? Um, generally, I'll just connect with almost anybody. It is it is odd, though, isn't it? Because I find that so you, you get connections from people and you think, <laughs> why, why have you connected with me? What's, <laughs> what's the relevance? And sometimes you sort of have a look and any, exactly to your point. It's like it's good to have that connection because you don't know when that connection is going to. Yeah. To, to maybe bear fruit at the future. Mm. But then the, the one that annoys me is somebody asks for a connection, you go, yes. And then the next thing they do is try and sell to you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hang on a minute, which which bit of my profile did you not realize <laughs> meant I was unemployed at the moment? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm always a little bit cautious of, of, of people who are randomly connecting with me, uh, mm. especially if they haven't used a, 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 an intro note or something like mm. that. Do you take an mm-hmm. intro note approach to it to make, or do you just push the connect button? I generally will just push the connect button. Um, cool. So my understanding is that um, um, connection requests with a note um, tend to be more the bot generated ones. Um, okay. So I don't know. I can't remember where I heard that, but yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting. It's an interesting one, though, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> it's. Um, I got I got a connection today, which I whether the whether the person involved is listening or not literally it only came up just before uh we started recording so i haven't yet accepted their connection but it did have an interesting message because it basically said if you don't accept this connection i'll be really upset and just stalk you on twitter instead (laughs) (laughs) and i thought well fair enough you've got my attention (laughs) so i thought that that was excellent okay so so you changed your strategy in September and how's yes. and is that is that how's that working for you is that is that in terms of has it improved your interview you say you're getting a lot of um conversations are you mm. still working with recruiters as well um that uh working with recruiters is something I need to work on um okay so I've got a few recruiters in my network but I need to work on engaging with them a bit more I think um that's just my personal experience but yeah. yeah, I think I think with with recruiters, you 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 need to be a little bit more proactive with them, and that's no disrespect yeah. to the recruiters themselves, because no. I've got a couple that I'm working with who I have really good relationships with. Mm. But um, the the thing is, is they have a lot of candidates mm. uh, on on their books, and mm-hmm. so you've still your job is still to be really proactive with them. I think to make yeah. sure they don't forget who you are. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, other, otherwise, they've just got thousands of, can- of candidates on their books. So, mm. so yeah, you probably you probably <laughs> need to up your, uh, yeah. your your candidate game with the recruiters as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, be- but, um, get that right. Yeah, um, but just 
um, I guess, being more visible on LinkedIn and connect, mm. um, increasing my network. Um, I've had an interview off the back of that in terms of fantastic. Um, a talent acquisition approached me, um, said, oh, I've, I've looked at your profile. I've got this job going. I think you'd be a good fit. Um, yeah. So, you know, encourage you to apply. Um, and, you know, had an interview from that. So to me, I think, um, I think LinkedIn is uh, what I would call a bit of a slow burner in that, yeah. you know, you you build your network and it takes time, but it does eventually begin to bear fruit. Um, yeah, and, and I, I actually had a conversation with somebody or was on a group conversation I was on this morning where they said, you know what, people are looking at what you're putting on LinkedIn. <laughs> they just might not be engaging with you right mm -hmm. now, but, but by just keeping your profile up, mm -hmm. when something comes along that they're just tricks in their head triggers yep. in their head this is what um christine can do and i need something mm -hmm. like this then mm -hmm. then they'll put the two together so absolutely yep. and i think the strategy of, of of posting three times a week is something i've actually got to get better at because <laughs> i tend to i tend to post a little bit more ad hoc yeah um, and it's like oh i've got something to say so i'll write it mm -hmm. um but but i can go a, a week without putting something mm -hmm. on so i've probably got to improve that mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. myself as well yeah, so so I've sort of got a. Um, uh, I tend to my content of, I guess I've developed my style is um, I always have a picture of a quote. So I put a quote and then I talk about that quote or something related to that quote. Yeah. Um, so you know I can sort of plan that two or three weeks in advance. I don't always plan it, but um, you know. I but you think, can think, oh, that's going to be relevant yeah. to, to to this date or something like that. Yeah, exactly, and um, I tend to. My posts tend to be around um, learning. Um, I, I, I really like learning, um, basically, okay. and um, failure, and um, embracing failure, and um, sometimes just a bit more fun or yeah, motivation. I guess because I feel like I need motivation, so why can't I share that with other people? Share that, share that motivation with yeah. other people. No, it's a fantastic idea. It's, it's it's really good. And just talking about learning, have you used the? Do you have premium LinkedIn or just the standard LinkedIn? Just the standard, bog standard yeah. LinkedIn. See, yeah. on the premium one, you there's a lot of LinkedIn learning courses, and they're mm. really good. And some of them are very short, so they don't mm -hmm. require a massive amount of of, mm. um, of your attention. Mm. So, uh, but they, that's a that's a good thing. So look. Um, we're, we're coming towards the end of our time, which is mm -hmm. brilliant. But I always like to um, ask my guests who've been on, you know, what did the what did the nine year old you want to do? What was what was <laughs> what was little Christine's ambition when she grew up? Um, I think at some point I wanted to uh, own and run a restaurant. I think is was the dream yeah. and I, it's it's one of those weird memories i still <laughs> i still remember that that i can remember in my mind i can see it the the moment that i learned how to spell restaurant and i remember standing in the living room <laughs> and telling my parents i can spell restaurant so i don't know i don't know who knows that might happen well well you know it's <laughs> not right now no <laughs> no internal comms is, is the, the way forward internal the comms is the way forward what about yeah. um internal comms in the hospitality sector or comms in the hospitality sector um as a target because as they reopen that might be a, mm. an, an area to, to to focus on as well they're going to need our help so well, yeah. Um, I think um, for me, I'm more sort of utility power companies. Okay. Um, those sort of big beasts um, yeah. with loads and loads of stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. Hospitality is an interesting sector for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a fun sector. It's I've been in mm. it for fifteen years. Six. God. Oh, <laughs> 
16 years this year, blimey. And now that makes me feel older than the 18-year-old oh. child, actually. But there you go. <laughs> so, listen, on that, on that note, Christine, it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you. Yeah. I hope 2021 um, works out and that as, as restrictions leave, uh, lift, leave, as restrictions lift, then you'll be able to uh, get in back into those roles and the internal mm-hmm. comms. I hope that's that's how things go for you so thank you very much for your time it's been brilliant chatting to you and let's uh let's keep in touch yeah perfect thank you cheers christine goodbye